time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 307. Thanks to the good people at Hisense and Netgear. We'll tell you about them shortly. Trevor along with you from eftm.com.au. Joined in the Tech Guide home theatre studio by Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Good afternoon. Good evening, I should say, Trevor. Good morning. Could be anything for our great exactly listeners. Exactly right. You don't know when people are listening. As long as they're listening right now. Yeah, well, um, just remember this, Stephen. I'm loyal. Yeah, I know you're loyal. Yeah, okay. What are you getting at, Trevor? We'll, we'll discuss that a bit later if you like. Adultery's a sin. <laughs> you cheated for on those, me. For those who are wondering what he's, the hell Trevor's talking about, I did step out on him and start, and guessed it, didn't start, guested, <laughs> guested on another podcast with, anyway. with two other gentlemen. Do you know what I'm proud of? What's that? I didn't start the show telling you that you're a loser because you support New well. South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to get to that. Well, let's get to that right now, shall we? Okay, oh, we've, sure. we've had people tweeting saying, like, we're looking forward to the discussion yeah. about Origin. Yeah. And it was um, it was one of those games that really when you expect them to perform their best, they left it at home. They didn't. didn't bring well, it. the first they half was pretty it. good, though, right? Well, it was. It was, but oh, football. It, it, the whole game was it was good, but just the, the the little things that got Queensland home, New South Wales didn't do. And no, I think it was mate. It was one simple thing, Queenslander. Passion. No, no, I, I tell you, I tell you who hit the nail on the head, and you know what? It really impressed me after the game. Yeah, congratulations to Queensland. They were the Boyd best. Courtney. team. Well, no, what, the the Queenslanders like like hearing Cameron Smith, hearing Cooper Cronk, Jonathan Thurston, these champions. They're no doubt they're future immortals. All these guys. What impressed me was not only how well they spoke, but how well they articulated what it meant to be a Queenslander and and what it meant to be. Yeah. Uh, playing in this jersey with these bunch of guys. And that's yeah. something missing in the New South Wales side. Uh, Cooper Cronk nailed it when he said, it's not about talent, it's about will. And that that, that summarised the, 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 the whole series for me because mm. that's what got them home. You, you think of what they went through. They had made six changes. They had injuries. They had six changes to the game two. Yeah. And then come, come to game three and they've won the series. It's a remarkable achievement. And look, it's a shame New South Wales couldn't do it in the end. Game two, I think, is where they blew it. They could have won the series game two, but the better team won, and you they were better by a mile. But the good news is you're you're like you're kind of acclimatised to it now. You're accustomed to it because Souths are so <laughs> awful. Anyway, um, you like hitting a kick in a bloke when he's down, mate. How good are you? That's great. Well, Souths lost. Oh, oh the by the way, I should get the swear jar out. Your your performance on Twitter of late just unbelievable. Right. It's been noticed by other people oh, too. Okay, good. Get the well, swear jar out, let people. Me, let me just tell you, if you if you're going to have a crack at my team on Twitter, expect lightning in return. Yeah. That's all I'll say to you. Yeah. Well, listen. If let you me have a crack at me about my team on Twitter or anywhere for that matter. Yeah. You can, you're not going to expect a little meek and mild nothing. It's going to be a solid return. Yeah, well, listen, let me just say okay. this to the, to the people that were, you know, poking the stabs and everything last night, including, you know, I'm running a competition right now where I've got down to three finalists to come to Las Vegas with EFTM as a, as a tech blogger, right? And one of the finalists happens to be someone that is a, is a long, loyal listener. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, 
people, guess who's judging the competition and guess how it doesn't help to take a stab at the judge. Good on you, Rob. Did he do his chances any harm there? Yeah, or? no, he really? stuffed himself. I thought that was quite a funny little meme that he put yeah. up there. there. Hilarious. That was very funny. Yeah. I liked, did you hear like my response? The yeah. cough, cough, <coughs> Trevor Long, cough, cough. Yeah. That was aimed right at you. And then, and then what made me laugh you brought your mother into it. You, well, said, ask, you said it was like a, we had a fight in the playground. You go, oh, you go ask my mum if you want. <laughs> it's like it's like we were eight-year-olds in the in the primary school. You go, oh, I'm going to tell my mum. <laughs> She's a Queenslander yeah, too, good. okay? Good. Cheerio to Mrs. Long. We know she listens. We know she listens. Mate, she wouldn't. She we, we recorded the pub last year. Yeah, she's barely got a computer. <laughs> she, mate, imagine explaining to my mum what a podcast is. Anyway. Oh, Two blokes talking tech. Let's get into the tech. You know, I thought we'd start this week with an interesting product. It's not really revolutionary in terms of what we're going to talk about, but it is a revolutionary product. It's a, the first ever people to provide uh, online uh, loan, home loan applications and approvals. Now, it's a company called TikTok. Stupid idiots took, left the K off. And if you type Probably because t- someone took it. Yeah, but it's a, it's a home loan company, <laughs> TikTok. Oh, if there, is, there is another home loan company. There's a TikTok and it's TikTok. Buddy Mortgage Choice has a thing called TikTok there Home Loans. Wow. So if you Google TikTok Home Loans, you're going to get someone else. Anyway, no if you want the people we're talking about, it's T-I-C-T-O-C. With a colon in between. Yeah, but it's not in their domain name. Okay, but in, in the on the website, the actual trademark name, I saw it on the oh, website. Sorry, I didn't realise you were a trademark lawyer. Well, you know, I'm just saying what I saw. Anyway, yeah. TikTok Home Loans. Their, their marketing spiel is that uh, you can get a home loan approved in 22 minutes, um, which is obviously actually a play on the fact that it, the average is 22 days. Now, here's why I think this is an interesting tech story, because it is genuinely an approval process online. So you and I and many people listening would have had experience. I did it this week, actually. I was trying to get quotes for something, quite a big job. And you go to a website that says, instant quote. Okay, I'll fill in my details. And I did this one where it was actually formatted. So you were choosing things from their menu and then clicking a button. And it goes, thanks, we'll be in touch. Uh, Sorry, that's not an instant quote. That's me sending an email to you. So there's this perception in the internet and by general people that you you send an application in or you apply for something. An online application is actually just a form that gets sent to somewhere to be processed as normal. The difference here, human. most yeah. likely, yes. Yeah. The difference here is this thing is happening genuinely in real time. The banks involved here, Bendigo being one of them, have created a system that actually intelligently does the checking that's required. So... I went in and I, I started applying for a home loan. And to be honest, I was compelled. I, if I owned my own home on my own without a, you know Amanda being involved, I reckon I would have completed the application. It was that easy. Who, who, what's, uh, so the first thing was, do you want to um, refinance or, or buy a new home? Now, I actually think the system is suited to people who are refinancing because it is almost well, likely to be instant approval. We should point out that you, there, are, there are some criteria you have to meet before you actually apply. Well, that's what I'm so getting you, through. So yeah, the first yeah. thing you do is is you say, am I refinancing or applying for a new home loan? So I said refinancing. I said, what's your address? So I gave my address. I said, what do you think it's worth? I said, here's what I think it's worth. Yeah. They said, how much do you want to refinance for? I said, here's how much I want. Mm-hmm. And I clicked a button. And it, it said, we're validating your information. We're valuing your property. And it came back and said, hey, nice suburb. We, we like what you're doing there. We can lend you this much money. Now, mate, it was so a large- on your, Based on your equity or the value of yes, your home. Yep. Exactly, based on, on what I was applying for. So obviously I was applying for something that more less than 80% of the value because you either need 20% deposit or to be yeah. applying for 80% of the value of the and home. And you also need to be able to cover all the fees and stamp duty. 
as well. Correct, yeah. yeah. Which is why I said it's it's targeted, I think, to people who are refinancing. Yeah. So then you do that and then you say, well, who are you? So you put in your own name and it, actually you put in your driver's license, your passport, yeah. your Medicare number, and so it validates government, that. Government ID, you need that, yeah. Yeah, it validates those things as well. It goes off and checks somehow that you, you've given the right information. Yeah. And the final thing is you give it your bank details and it will log in and check whether you genuinely do have this much income coming every month mm-hmm. and this much going out. And it will make a decision based on your genuine bank statements as to whether or not you should be given the money. Now, I don't know what percentage of loans they approve instantly, but the fact is it's technically possible. And that's what's revolutionary well, all here. all the checks. So, so you, you think in the world we live in today where everything's online, everything's automated, and the the process should, shouldn't, especially for like financial institutions and just checking things rather than having to investigate. You're giving them all the facts. You're giving all they got to do is just look up a database and go, yeah, that's right, that's right. We live in a computer age where this should happen almost instantly. And what this proves is that we're getting databases that are now, um, I guess, genuine and reliable. Obviously, firstly, property valuations. You know, it used to be yeah. things someone would come out to your home, the bank would send someone out, whatever. Yeah, well, these days, they, they look at Google Maps, they check the online sales database. And look, you can go to realestate.com.au well, now yeah, and you, you can, can claim who, your who, property, right? Yeah. And, and it tells you, once you claim your property, it tells you an estimated value um, and it tells you all the recent sales. That stuff, yeah. even when I was last. Last buying today, three yeah, years ago was something you had to pay for. You know, you had to have yeah. a really good real estate agent who had a subscription. So it's come so far. And I, I reckon it's fascinating, and I think this is actually really good innovation to see where else this goes. Now, obviously, other banks should follow suit, but what else should follow, right? What other things should be instant? You know, what other approvals should happen because you're handing over genuine information? I'm really excited about well, this. I think, well, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really, it, hopefully, influence other areas. And you mentioned, like, you know, you know what makes me laugh? How this is a financial transaction, right? Yeah. What makes me laugh is that if you if you do a bank transfer, sometimes it could take it like half a day, a day to get in the account. Yeah. And if you bank a check, it takes three days, five days to clear. Mm. Like what? Why the hell can't this happen as quickly as this? Exactly. Like, or like, let's say you're applying for a passport. So, so you can walk out the passport office, and they they take all your details, and that that can take days, if not weeks, to get your passport yeah. sorted. So if it if they can demonstrate that efficiency with with the technology they've got, and from what I gather, just a bit of background about them, this has been three years in the making. They've had all the head fintech geniuses putting this together, and there was a lot of work to be done behind the scenes to get it to this level. So let's not kid ourselves that it was just flick some switches and this is happening. Yeah. So it took a bit of work to get it to this point. But it, it hopefully other other industries and, and you you look at you look at the age we live in now where it's a it's an instant gratification society. We want stuff now. If you if you thought of a movie or TV show you wanted to watch, there's a chance you could look it up somewhere and start watching it within a minute. Yeah. So we're living in that world today. So all these other things like a home loan, which used to take weeks to approve, can now be done. Over the, uh, in the in the time it could make for you to make make your breakfast, you can have a home loan approved. And let me spin this to you in a way that I think has relevance to all our listeners and to the government. I mean, essentially, this is about governments getting on board as well, right? This is all driven through things that are called APIs, application programming interfaces, which means that you know one computer can ask another computer a question and get an answer without hacking itself, right? So you don't need to hack the driver's license database in New South Wales. What you need to do is be able to go, <clears throat> okay, Trevor Long, this number. Is that real? Yes or no? So it's just a, it's a one or a zero. It's a yes or a no answer. And the same applies with your Medicare, whatever it is. Now, 
It's different to the Medicare hack that happened last week, which was give a name and a, a date of birth and get back a Medicare number. This is just saying, is this passport valid? True or not? Yeah, is exactly this right. is this address valid no, and is this valuation ticking, valid? It's just ticking a box saying yes or no. Yep. True, so true. so we need governments to look at this and embrace it as a as a. A, uh, an initiative that will actually give us time. So time is wasted on applications. So let's give people back time. Let's enhance our lives with digital innovation like this. And how can we make sure that all government systems are built to be secure, but with the openness of an API in mind that gives us access to these things? Like how, I wonder, I wonder you, you mentioned government and how they can take this on board. I wonder, like how does, not that I've ever been there, how does Centrelink work? Does Centrelink work as efficiently as this or, or does is that, is that pretty archaic and, and wrapped up in red tape? Like how, how does that work? I've got no idea. Never been there as well. But uh, I do th- I do wonder whether we need to be cautious about, say, things like passports or Centrelink. Yeah. I don't want to be handing over welfare for fun. I don't want to be handing out passports because it ticked a box, right? So yeah. maybe there's some things that should be uh, archaic and long. But also there's a there's an um, element of risk. So tap-and-go payments is an instant payment technology that, that does better our lives. But the banks adopt a risk. So the banks say to themselves, we're going to accept transactions of $100 at a time um, on these cards that are not by the user just to give them that convenience. So I think this bank is probably doing the same thing. They're going, you know what, we're going to, we're going to accept that one in 100 is fraudulent and that it's going to annoy us because it won't, not like we're going to spend the money, but we're going to find out they're a G up, right? Yeah. So they're going to accept that in their, in their, in their approach. You'd think surely the back end would have those, those fallback, that, that safety net in place. Surely, in 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 don't forget they're backed by Bendigo Bank, and the, they've even got a grant from the South Australian government. They got a nine hundred thousand dollar grant. So well, let, let's also Adelaide Bank Bendigo Bank. Let's take the opposite view and say, okay, what does it really mean that you get approval in twenty two minutes? Did, can you take that approval to an auction? Like I don't know. I don't know. Is that enough to to go to an auction? I don't know that that's a guarantee to buy a house. So the the process after the approval is probably still the same. In fact, I can tell you right now, there's still people manning the phones because I did an application while I was doing the story for Channel Nine News. I went, well, hang on a minute. They rang me and they said we'll be there in an hour. I said, come to my house, do the story. I'm happy to. But so during the time, I thought I better learn about this thing. So I tried to apply (laughs) and may not nearly. I said I said I nearly completed it, but I learned about it. And so obviously they got my email address and my phone number. Yeah. And so they ring me every day, and I say. Listen, are you ringing about the home loan? They go, yeah. I was like, listen, it, it was just a test. I it was wasn't didn't really want it. So there's really people spam. there, and they're still they're still going to follow up. The process well, that, that, afterwards is maybe going to be the same. You, you got a follow up call, so it doesn't end when 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 it says on your screen you're approved. Hey, and they don't just send you the money. You don't just get a box of money, eh, or a check. Someone's got to ring you up, and then then there is. I think you print out your own documents and then sign. They said there's no paperwork technically, but you you need still need to sign something. But look, I did uh, at a glance. It was at a lower interest rate than what I'm paying now, so that's what yeah. made me go. Well, maybe I should. But yeah. you know, I'm self-employed, and but, you know that would be a nightmare. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But yeah. they, I also looked at all their fees and charges, and they were very clear that they're less than all the banks normally charge. So there's that, definitely that, something in this. Point, though. That's a good point because. They've taken a lot of the human interaction out of this. So yeah. they're not paying 15 people to approve cool. your loan. It's just a machine doing it. Yep. So that that efficiency is gives gives them a cost saving. Yep. The cost saving is passed on to the customer. Yep. And that's a good result. Absolutely. Look, I, I like it. It's a good innovation. Um, I'd be interested to see if anyone actually went through with any applications in the last few days of our listeners because – Tweet us if you've got a home loan lately. I, I'm just – I'm genuinely saying to you that uh, if – let me put it to this way. I'm, I, I know the value of my home and I know my mortgage. I'm, I'm up to my head in mortgage, right? But I also know my, my home value has gone up a lot. So I've actually got that buffer of equity, but I don't have a. So if I had a normal job that was paying a normal wage and paying out normal costs, yeah. mate, 
I, I reckon I could have got approval in five minutes. And and here's the thing, right? With home loans, the reason people don't switch. Pain in the ass. Yeah, it's too Pain in the ass to do. Trouble, 22 it? minutes? Yeah, I'll bloody switch. Let's turn it political then because the – do you remember the last budget and sort of the, the, they're going to put this bank tax on and Scott Morrison's We did response. get a tweet saying not to be political, but, you well, know, that's but, just from that no, was just but, that was from a lefty. Okay. <laughs> but the, the, when, when, when they impose the, – they're going to impose this bank tax, what's the bank going to do? Pass the cost on to the customer. What does Scott Morrison say? Well, yeah, you more you, you should shop around and get the best deal for yourself. And yeah. this a service like this is going to maybe facilitate that. Absolutely. Uh, TikTok home loans uh, details at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Well, uh, there was a little launch the other day for a well-known brand, not not well well known in Australia, but more well known around the world, uh, especially in the US and Europe. Uh, and that company is called Nest. Now, this is a very popular connected home brand that has just launched in Australia. So, in anyone who's heard of Nest will probably know them for their thermostat. It was one of those first smart devices that can uh, monitor the temperature in your home and do do you know execute commands wherever you want to do it. Six years ago, it was a yeah, revelation. It, it was a while ago, exactly. And, and the company was actually founded by two ex-Apple employees. Yeah. So uh, a couple of ex-Apple engineers who you think between them are going to come up with something special, and they have. They're, they've just launched here in Australia with just a, a, a small suite of products where you've got your, your smart uh, smoke and carbon monoxide detector called Nest Protect. You've also got a couple of cameras, indoor, outdoor cameras, which are connected to power. Even the outdoor camera's got a seven-meter cable, so you can connect it to power. And they've got this thing called Nest Aware, which is the uh, the cloud storage solution that allows you then to subscribe. I think it's about 14 bucks a month, and it can record it sends everything that it records to the cloud, either 10 days worth or 30 days worth, up to you. Uh, and they are going through, and this was sort of part of the uh, unusual part of the launch as well. They're not going through your typical JB Hi-Fi, Harvey's, good guys. They are launching through iSelect. The which, weirdest thing I've ever is, seen on a press release. Yeah, it, it's uh, well, I select. They call themselves the life admin site. You know that you can choose, you can search through uh, different broadband deals and insurance deals and all that, and, and come up with your know, health insurance and stuff, and come up with a better deal. And I think the goal there is to give uh, customers or users of the the website the ability to maybe bundle these products into, say, a new in insurance uh, insurance. Uh, yeah. contract or, or maybe a new broadband plan. I spoke to a bloke from Nest tonight on, on the radio show and um, he didn't rule out they're going to come to retail later. Uh, I get yeah. a feeling it's like a six-month exclusivity. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And i got to be honest, he put me right off the whole thing with iSelect because, you know, he said, and obviously, and he was, he was he was helping promote them, he said, obviously, after you've bought one, you might get um, the ability to, you know, help with a better insurance deal and stuff. I'm like, mate, I don't, I'm buying a camera. I don't want emails about bloody insurance and broadband, okay? Yeah. So that's what it's going to turn into. I'm sorry, no, with it, iSelect. It's, it's a say, kind of male uh, marketing thing. Yeah, well, well, well I, I can see the reasoning. That I can see the thinking behind it in, in – Say, I think they're going to do a deal with Optus, I think is one of the partners. So imagine if you're going to get a, a NBN plan and you, the plan normally costs 100 bucks a month. If you bundle it with Nest, it's going to be $90 a month. Yeah. So that saving could pay for the your, your cloud storage or yeah. give you the incentive. I think they're trying to build that incentive bundle to try to, to, to enter the market. And I don't know whether they've done that in other markets around the world, yeah. but – 
the 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 absence of the thermostat. I think that that was. I'm, I'm thinking, hang on, when when are they going to announce the thermostat? Yeah. And, and it just didn't come. And I'm thinking, well, why not? And apparently, the thermostat uh, in the US, their their heating and cooling systems are slightly different to ours here, where the compatibility in the US is, I think, 95% compatibility with the Nest thermostat. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, they've done the – we're all so, so segmented. Not all of us have air, um, ducted air conditioning and other state-by-state, state, so they thought yeah. it was too much disparity. Well, let, let, me, let, let me address that, and then we'll talk about the individual products. So basically, <clears throat> if you've ever been to a hotel room, you know they've got the little dial on the wall yeah. to, to set the temperature. That's a thermostat for the US. That's how they all their homes work. That's a single – system thermostat. But in Australia, we've got one of three things. We've either got a split system where you've got a, a thing on, on your wall in your lounge room or your office and a bit on the outside with a remote control. The thermostat, the thing that determines the temperature, is in the split system. Yeah. You can't just rip that out and replace it with an internet thing. Yeah. Oh, you've got a ducted system with, my, at my place, six zones. You can't yeah, rip yeah. that out. Four zones. You can't yeah. rip that out and put a nest yeah. in. It only does one zone. Yeah. Or if you've got a ducted system with one zone and a thermostat, little control on the wall, yes, you could do it. Yeah. Basically, Australia's more advanced in air conditioning and heating and cooling, and, and our, our compatibility is so low, it would have been a nightmare for them. I sent them out, people would have been sending them back, right? So I think I think they cop a lot of flack, but it's only really from the from the tech industry that doesn't like the idea they don't have the thermostat. The smoke and carbon monoxide alarm is brilliant. Now, it's a $190 smoke detector, but, mate, it self-checks. It knows whether it's working or not, which is – which. when was the last time you pressed the test button on your smoke alarm? Um, last – when daylight saving ended last uh, – this year. April. Right, you meant to do it every month. So yeah, I, I, in, in homes now, like in my place here, I've got my um, my fire alarms are connected to my mains power. No, but that's the battery but, you're talking yeah, about. No, but the battery, that's why you got to check because if you have a blackout, the fire alarm still has to work. The smoke detector no, this still is, has to work. This is just a test button to test that it's, it's actually physically – Physically yeah. able to detect smoke, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this thing can do that automatically. Yeah. Plus, and here's it what I love. you as well. I think it tells you where the danger is, even. So here's the thing I love. It's got a nightlight. So when you walk downstairs at night, it's dark and it detects motion. It'll turn on just a nightlight, so you don't have to turn all the lights on. Secondly, my favourite thing, I'm cooking bacon and I'm smoking the joint out. <laughs> I can just open my phone and turn the smoke alarm off. Yeah. No more standing on a bloody chair with a newspaper waving at the bloody smoke <laughs> alarm. I, I noted that feature too because I think 90% of the times when smoke alarms go off, it's because of cooking, and we, we're burning something. and yeah. We want the smoke alarm for the 5%, okay? Don't of worry course. about that. But, yeah. you know, just a great product, really simple, uh, innovative, alerts on your phone if something does happen. Um, and then there's the cameras. The cameras, yeah, well, there's an indoor, outdoor, both the same price, 319 bucks. both connected to power. They made a big deal about that. Connected to power, the outdoor camera's got a seven-metre cord. Why would you make a big deal out of that? Well, because I think that they, they wanted it to be uh, so you never have to worry about changing batteries. Or So if you say you've gone away for a week and your battery runs out in your in your camera – what can you do? You can't do anything about it. And, and look, and yes, Nick, your responses, but let's just talk about the Arlo experience. You get a notification when it's just at like yeah, 25%. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Like I've never got to the point where it's out and yeah. done, yeah, even yeah. when I've ignored it. So well, the- I, I like a seven-meter cable, but I've got to tell you, I'm thinking out loud here. I could probably put one on the front of the house at the garage doors because there's a, a there's a, there's a PowerPoint yeah. inside in the garage. Yeah. I could if I know where I put one otherwise, and I don't, my wife wouldn't let a cable run through the joint. Yeah, exactly, I think it, it it is it could be limiting to where you can actually put the thing. Whereas the Yarlo, you can literally, literally put it anywhere within your network range. Uh, indoor, not a drama, but the indoor camera has got the same uh, same uh, connection to power. Uh, it's also got a magnetic mount. 
Uh, the outdoor camera actually has a magnetic mount. The indoor camera, you can uh, it has a mount that you can turn it upside down and sideways and adjust it. Was, it he was you. worded up uh, when I spoke to him tonight on the radio. He said, uh, you know, the outdoor one, the magnetic mount will work on a colourbond roof. I thought, oh, good on you. Yeah. Good Aussie research. He mentioned that in the laws too, yeah. And, and here's, here's the thing too, no local storage. So you can't put an SD card in this thing and, and look at your video. You've got to get online. You've got to look on the, in the cloud, your Nestaware account, and it is constantly streaming to the cloud. So you're going to be using a bit of data. Yeah. You're going to stream 24-7. Well, you know, and I Pro does that as well. If if you if you enable if you, you enable, yeah. but there there is, uh, I suppose you can you can drop in through the app and see what's happening live. But and the and the yeah. Nest Aware for fourteen dollars a month is basically like the Ring subscription. You know, to actually get the cloud recordings, you've yeah. got to have a subscription. So, look, I'm not a massive fan of the subscription to make a product work style yeah. thing. And a Ring doorbell actually isn't that good without the subscription. It's pretty crap to not be able to look at stuff you just missed. Yeah. Um, we, oh look! I think the smoke alarm is an outstanding product, and just, I think it's the one I'd go for. Just on the on the cameras, how just that that no local storage. I think um, real quick reference to D Link. They announced a camera today. Yeah. Their one eighty degree With camera, micro SD, which got micro SD inside, so that you, you don't need to stuff around and look online or. And it's two hundred ninety nine dollars cheaper than this. Cheaper one. than this, yeah. So and you got a one eighty to one hundred eighty degree high-definition view, and if something happens, you get your notifications like you would with this, but you've got everything on that SD card, so it's there. You don't have to go in the cloud. Yeah, I think it's a very crowded market. I think Nest have a brand advantage. They, they perceive a brand advantage. Yeah. I don't think they have a massive brand advantage in Australia. Not I don't think here, we not, get it. Not yet. No, exactly. And the the, the reason that, that like, it, 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 I think it's a big story, the fact that they, they've finally decided to come here. They've been in 12 other countries. We're the 13th country for them to, to arrive yeah. in the, our market. And seeing them from afar, like if anyone's ever been to an Apple store in, in the US or in Europe, yeah. Nest is everywhere in there. It's, yeah. it's a big product on the shelf there. Uh, and that was how I got my brand awareness of Nest. And, I, and, and when I heard about this event, I'm thinking, oh, great. Well, we're going to get the same stuff that the, the US gets, but not we're not getting the thermostat, as we've said. But they have mentioned that this is a system you can build on. So expect there to be more products down the track. You can read more about it at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. See the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is the result of internationally patented technology to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR+, wide colour gamut and local dimming, and for a local for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens Netflix up to 4K HDR, Stan, Freeview Plus, and you also get YouTube all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier, thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series 7 TVs come in 50, 55, 65, and a massive 75 inches. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. Hisense, see the incredible. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. A milestone this week for the NBN, which is kind of always been coming because they always said they'd reach this by halfway through the year, but they hit it in the last week or so. 50% of Australian homes now have access 
uh, the ability to uh, switch on the NBN. Um, we didn't get an updated number, but the last number was 2.2 million homes have connected um, to the network. So we're still a long way off even 50% of the 50%. But it's a milestone, mate, to finally get to 50% of Australian homes being able to access the NBN. Absolutely. But that figure you said, there are people that have actually connected compared to the number of homes that can connect. Yeah. I think it's 5.7 million, million. 5.7 million yep. can connect. Yep. And how, what was the figure you said? 2.2. 2.2. Yep. So just under half of that. Yep. And they're saying that they're ramping up uh, the rollout and they're going at the rate of 100,000 new properties a week. Yeah. I mean, this is, we can get super political. We can get super, you know, into the debate. <laughs> Says here. the bloke who's already yeah. got it connected at home. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, I've that, still got a year to wait. But that year will fly, mate. I'm telling you. It, so? my, the year I had to wait flew as well. But it's just, Thanks, they, they have to do it. In, you can't just, Switch it on, right? What would you prefer they did? Just roll it all out and they say, no, no, you can't use it yet until we switch yeah. it on for everyone. I mean, it just no, had to be that exactly. way, right? Can but, I ask you a question though, before we go on? Yeah. Right? Has the NBN lived up to your expectations? Absolutely. Has it exceeded your expectations? No, oh, I knew what I was so getting. You knew what you were getting. I knew I, was, well, I knew I was going to get – the only advantage for me, remembering I was already like I had cable, yeah. was upload speed. And, mate – I'm, you know, the other night I'm sitting there, Bowen's done a car review with Audi, so I've edited a video. It's, you know, it's a bloody gigabyte video. You got uploaded to YouTube. Would have taken three hours before. And, I, you know, I like to see it through. See it through. Mate, it took six, seven minutes. I mean, just done, you know. You're uploading images to the website. I, you know, I did a thing the other day. Aston Martin launched a new car. There was like 30 images. I went, I'm putting them all up. And it just, you know, they're uploading. So... I notice that I'm doing more with so it, which upload. is what I want. Well, yeah, because uploads are different. You're streaming and all that. Have you noticed? I already had a hundred megs. It's yeah. never going to. That was never going to improve, right? right? But I spoke to a mate, one of my best mates, uh, been in business with him for for over two decades in Perth, and and he said to me, "Should I get the NBN? Oh, it's in my area now." I went, "Are you kidding, mate?" He goes, "Oh, I've just heard a lot of bad things about fibre to the <laughs> node." I said, "Well, okay." I said, I'll do you solid. Any dramas, trust me, I can sort it out because we can we can actually ask the NBN for these things. I said, but you know, how far are we from the node and everything? I said, what are you getting now? He gets to get about eight now. Eight down. Eight. You're getting eight down and you're worried about some dramas that people are talking about on the internet. Uh, Just sign up for 50 and see what happens. You know what I mean? Like the the advantage is clear. Now Are you getting your speeds that you, you that you get? Mate, like, since I switched to Aussie broadband, my God. No, right. you, you never get you never it's so up you, to you're, you're hitting, all the speeds are up to twelve, up to twenty five, up to fifty. Ninety three. That's pretty good. Like ninety to ninety three. Uh, and here, and I'll even, talk about even this even during the busy time. Say like six thirty, seven thirty. Watching Netflix, it does I, that too. I, I will talk about this in the coming weeks. But you know, I had I promise for a month. Yeah. I've had Aussie Broadband for two weeks. Yeah. I promise uh, at, at peak times might get down yeah, to seventy. Right off, yeah. now, I, I, if it goes below eighty five, I'm ringing. I'm ringing Aussie Broadband. <laughs> no, because because there yeah, must well, be a what, problem, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, something's right. happened. Right. Now, and um, when you've got fibre to the I've curb. got HFC hybrid H- fibre oh, coming. Right, right, right. So they just took over your Telstra cable. That's right. Yep. Um, and look. Yes, there's there's dramas here and there. There's you know some people write about you know two blokes that had a drama. It's causing the world yeah. a problem. It's two people, right? Just take a chill pill. Yeah, there's five point seven million homes. Yep. There's gonna be dramas. I had a bloke ring me on the radio the other night. This was his call. He said, mate, I'm filthy. Came to my place, <laughs> jumped the fence, installed it behind the fence, mate. So I spoke to the NBN. I said, can you tell me what's happening with this poor gentleman? They sent me photos from the day of the installation. So, mate, they're taking photos of everything. The the previous phone line comes up behind the fence. The gate was not locked. He'd been sent letters that ignored them, and they just simply changed the box from one to the other. It was a standard installation. They didn't smash down a brick wall, for Christ's sake. Yeah, no. I think what what I'm seeing now, any any story that I write about about the NBN, especially on Facebook, 
I think people take that as an opportunity just to, to tell their horror stories. Yep. Have you found that? Mate. Where the, you know, there's people who've got bikes saying, look, I'm on, I'm on the NBN, I've got three megabits per second, and yep. the, there's other person saying, I've, I've got to wait another four months even though it's it's ready to go, the, the telcos are stuffing yep. me around. And- so here's what I do, and I, I've had a 95% success rate with this. I say, uh, what is your technology? So do you know what technology is being used? Yep. Which ISP did you choose? Are you on a contract? What speed did you choose? Yeah. And nearly to a T, just their answers solves the question. So you have someone say, well, I'm with, uh, you know, Telstra and I chose the 12 meg plan. Well, okay, mate, have you actually rung around and chose a different telco? Because I've proven that a different telco makes a radical difference to your speeds. So this is what we need people to understand. The NBN is not always, I'm not saying they're perfect, but they're not always responsible for your slow speeds. It could be the telco. But that's the thing too. People are not realising that they're they're not doing business with the NBN. They're doing business with a retailer. Yeah, And 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 they're blaming the NBN. Like, oh, oh, can I just, I just want to read a couple of these out, right? I just want to read this, right? One, One guy said, I won't name him, connected in November last year, India called today saying three more months, please. We we have problem. Besides the fact English was not his forte, nine months and still nothing. So ring another telco. So I had a bloke yesterday on the radio say, oh, tell us for this, tell us for that. I said, mate, ring someone else. Just stop. Don't ring and complain about tell us. Ring someone else. Another one, another one. Got connected, worked for two weeks, has been down ever since, heading towards three months and no end in sight, and they won't give me back my cable service. I say no to the NBN. Yeah. So what's he done about it? Well, this is the problem is it sounds like a good rant, but his unique circumstance may have something very different to that implication. So, mate, I want that person. I want to help them. I, this is my thing. So here's what happened to me this week with this NBN story. So the ABC ring me in Melbourne um, and say, can you talk to John Fain? I went, yeah, no worries. I'll talk to John Fain about it. So John Fain on the ABC just hammers the NBN like, oh, it's crap, it's this and da-da-da. And I'm like, mate, okay, chill, chill. Uh, there's this There's this potential problem, there's that potential problem. And, you know, basically then a bunch of people rang up and go, that blank's a lefty and he's a supporter of the NBN. Well, they're just idiots because I'm not. But <laughs> but I'm 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 supportive of the fact that the NBN is coming and we have to make it happen. A caller rings up and says, well, <laughs> this is the best ever, rings up and says, mate, I'm just – the fine print is unbelievable here. They sold me fibre to the home. And what they're actually giving me is HCF. Right? HCF. He goes, it's a he, goes mate, he goes, I'm I'm in the tech business and this HCF is not what I'm paying for and I don't want it. And da 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 da. And I'm like, mate, for a start, that's what you're getting. And it's gonna have, sign up for Christ's sake and give it a go. Yeah. It's uh, it's if you got fibre to the premises, yes, there's potential for high speeds in the future, but yeah. today you get 100 slash 40 and you get yeah. what I'm getting at home, mate. It's yeah. so, I, so silly. The I debate. Don't, I don't, well, we talk to a lot of people about the NBN, you probably more so than me, but here's my observation about the NBN and, and how people's approach to it. Yeah. The, the a lot a lot of these complaints are, are stem from ignorance. They they don't they don't Correct. know all the facts. There's a bit of confusion. They're thinking, well, up until now, you just got the internet. You, there were no speeds you had to choose. It that's was true. you got it or not. Yep. So now they're selling it on speed, and that's not been the whole issue of the NBN. Yep. Major issue is that it's all based on speed. Mm. Up until the NBN, you got the internet or how quick you your either had it or you didn't. Exactly. You're connected or not. So no one was doing speed tests and although we never had Netflix and all that back then, but speed is the thing. They're thinking, well, how much do, do I need this? Do I get that? What do I get? Well, hang on, I've signed up for, for 25. I'm only getting 10. The they, most, they, they, they don't realise the fallback positions no. they've got. The most common thing that I get is it's never going to come to me. And I go, what's your address? 
and I tell them what date they're getting it. Yeah. And I do it live on the radio. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, they go, oh, it's just, yeah. I'm just I sick of waiting. It's too, never going to meet. And I go, what's yeah. your address? Just yeah. give me a suburb. And I pick a random street in your suburb and I say, listen, it's coming April next year. Yeah. Are you happy now? Yeah. I mean, it's just you've got to – and I yeah. understand that it's frustrating for people because it's being forced upon them. The other thing too – yeah, well, that's the other thing I was going to say, that people are saying, well, one bloke tweeted me saying, I'm, I'm never going to get it. I said, well, mate, you you got no choice. So you, once they install it, you got 18 months to connect, otherwise yeah. you got nothing. Or rely on your yeah. mobile phone. If you're happy to rely on your mobile yeah. phone, go for your life. Anyway, congratulations. 50% of the country can get the NBN. <laughs> and I, I'm, I genuinely mean this. I'm not here, I'm not supporting the NBN. I'm just saying that every – I stand by what I say by helping people. What I do is if someone's got a problem, I ask for their address, I ask for the details, and I ask the NBN what the hell's right. going on. And, and if people want to – if they want that help, I'm happy to give it. Okay. Well, the, the, I find that the, the, the complaints, the more complaints are coming from people with fibre to the node. Yep. And they're thinking, well, I've got, I've, it's at the end of my street and the copper line to, to my house. I think that's what's frustrating people. That, 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 that's a little bit, that, that's going to sort of slow the speed of it slightly. So if you're at the far end of that, yeah. you might only be able to get 25. Yeah. But that's the extreme case, one, one kilometre away. Most likely, you're 500 metres from the node and you're going to get a great 50 meg speed. What was, what, there was a story? 50 meg compared to you're probably six kilometres from the exchange yeah, yeah. today yeah. and getting, and getting eight meg. But there was a story in the press, and I'm just trying to remember, uh, it was they, apparently there was an issue with the uh, micronodes not being installed properly in a lot of properties, a lot of places. The, 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 um, remember how they had the, they had the story was they had a fibre to the node mm. and then they had, when that was a, an extraordinarily long distance away from a, a major pocket of yeah. homes, they were installing micronodes, mm. which is like a little like a little range extender for the <laughs> fibre to the node, right? And now you saw them, pictures of them in the street, yeah. and there was an issue that a lot of the, like about 90% of them were installed wrong. They had to go back and, and rewire them and properly. That's crap. That is that is such poor performance yeah, yeah, well, by the people installing it, testing, and everything well. else. The other thing is, like I've had people on fixed wireless, which is you know not a great technology to get, but it's yeah. still better than nothing. Yeah. And mate, a lot of the time um, they've just they've actually oversold the capacity because it's the take up rate's been faster than they imagined. And you know what? Here's what happens when the ambient. I I promise you this: when the ambient finds out about it, they're filthy. That it's a problem at their end, and they're also filthy that it's a problem at the telco yeah. end, and they they all want to fix it. So, so the takeout that I'm getting, that I'm hearing from you here, is that if you've got a problem, rather than ranting about it on Twitter or, or commenting on our stories, ring them up, ring your ISP, and say, look, what's the story? If you're not locked into a contract, you can say, mate, you're out. I'm getting someone else. And if you are locked into a contract, ring the TIO and say, listen. Whoever the telco is yeah. sold me on an up to 50 plan. I'm only getting 20. That's ridiculous, yeah. and they won't let me out of my contract. So that's, that's an option too, absolutely. Yeah. And but talk uh, to people in your neighbourhood. Talk to other people who've signed up because and, and haven't been paid a cent by Aussie Broadband and have paid for my connection, let me be clear. Mate, I've had so many people since I've did that interview, like 15, 20 people say, I've signed up to Aussie Broadband. It's amazing. Yeah, right. Trust me, the ISP that you choose makes a difference. But the, uh, I'm also hearing too that, and from based on the complaints that I've read, is that the big telcos aren't necessarily your best option. Mate, I'm going to call, call them out right here and now. I've heard more complaints about Optus than anyone else. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Well, mate... Oh, I'm just blown away by the number of complaints about Optus and Telstra, and it's yeah. big, mate. They're, they're big companies. Like they don't have the, They're not as nimble as someone like Aussie Broadband, yeah. who can or just go and we want make that make yeah. that link bigger, make that do, service that customer better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just hard, and well, and they're yeah. up against a wall because they're trying to sign people up. The other thing they're doing is just going, oh, MBN's at your street. Here's a modem. 
and just yeah. putting you on the 12 but, but or 25 plan without telling you what's available to you. That emphasises the fact that people have got to do a bit of their homework. Like, I, I, I wrote, like that story that I wrote on Tech Guide, I did report all the facts about one in two, but the whole second half of my story is how to choose the right speed, how much data do you need, what all the, what all the t- different connections mean and what are you going to get, where to look it up. That, that's, that's half the thing. But I think at the moment, there's, there's real opportunities for these small companies. It's a bit of a gold rush happening, eh? They're, they're, they're trying to claim these customers as they're it's, – it's an open playing field. The NBN is, is there and then all these retailers can sell it to you now. Mm. So use that to your advantage, I think. Uh, try them. Don't get on a contract. Try, that's what you did, eh? You went on Primus for a month and then, yep. okay, we'll give them a go. And that, that's great advice. I think try them. Try before you buy or before you commit yep. and then make your decision. A contract is your, your enemy, my friends. Uh, try not to be on a contract if you can. Two blokes talking tech. The mobile deals are up again, Trevor. We've got a Macim. They're always they always seem to be adjusting their prices, don't they? They're very I was very. Thinking, uh, we should do some research and look at how often each of them do it. I think it's probably every six months because they got is to it, catch up to each other. That often, yeah. Oh, well, sure. Macim has now uh, announced their new plans, which is basically reflecting our increased use of data. It's all about the data, and they've they've got these new plans. 25 bucks for 2 gig, 30 bucks for 5 gig, 40 bucks for 10 gig, 50 bucks for 14 gig, and we should emphasize that it is a 28-day recharge. So it's uh, 13 times a year. And but their their plans which I learned also include uh, international call minutes as well. So you can call 10 countries on the lower plans up to 22 more countries on the 40 and 50 dollar plans and in, in the, they also did a little comparison on how the $50 plan stacks up. I found that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the $50 plan for a Macim, you get it's 28-day recharge, f- uh, 14 gig of data, which is a lot. Yeah. But you also get the unlimited calls texts. You also get the uh, international minutes as well through the Optus network every 28 days. Optus, Telstra, similar 28-day plans have 10 gig for Optus, 4 gig for Telstra. The only match that in terms of pricing is Kogan, who's ten cents cheaper, forty nine ninety for fourteen gig, has a thirty day recharge. But what is missing with the Kogan plan? There are no international call minutes, mm. so you don't get any international calls at all. Mate, most people don't give a rat's about international call minutes. Unless I think you've got relatives overseas. Yeah, but it's like, says the Aussie in the room. Eh? Yeah, I just don't think it's that big a selling point for people. I think I think a lot of those it's people. Done. I think a lot of those people are using Skype and Viber and exactly. stuff anyway, right? Exactly. But I think the real question here is. The, the expiry. Unfortunately for Amasim, yeah. you know, 50 bucks uh, at 28 days doesn't really work out well for them when you're competing with um, Kogan, just Kogan alone, let alone Vodafone, Vodafone right? Vodafone's days. 12 gig at $50 at 35 days. Mate, you're, you're you getting the math, ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. ridiculous amount of amount of savings. Exactly right. And and it's, it's re- reflective though of how – how we are year on year. Like I remember looking back. You know, on Facebook, you get your little memories every day, and oh, you, you look back. You look back at stories you wrote five years ago, <laughs> and we one of the story I remember writing saying, "Oh, and it's got a massive one point five gig of data on yeah. the plan." You think, "Wow, five years ago, yeah. that's nothing now. That's the bottom plan we have today." <laughs> so it just shows how you can just imagine. Do you think that's going to increase? You can imagine that being double in like two or three years. We're using it. Kind of has to be, doesn't it? I mean, it's 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 literally. Um, we should again. It's something we should do research into. But it's it's huge growth in data. The I mean, fifteen gig, mate. When was the last time 
like you use 15 I gig. I use 15 gig a month. Easily. Really? Yeah. I've got my plan on Vodafone. I've got 30 gig a month. And I, I, You're I use, insane. I use half of that easily per month. Easily. So really? I do. Yeah. I'm a, what, so you, let me, let me, you don't? What do you do? What, you're no, on Wi-Fi I, all the time. I use about 11 or 12. Yeah, like I use a lot. That's up there. No, no, but I think we're heavy users, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I've just, users. while we're talking, sorry, I've been a bit rude. I've been calculating. But, you um, just did a little spreadsheet just yeah, while we were so talking. Yeah, so Amaze, let's just put this real in perspective for people. On the $50 plan, forget how much data you're getting because they're all good, but, you know, Amaze is actually the, the least. On the $50 plan, you're paying $650 a year. With Vodafone, you're paying $521 a year and you're getting – Two extra gig of data a month. With Kogan, you're paying $607 a year, so still a $40-odd saving. Although they have a yearly plan that would be cheaper. True, that. true. Yeah. But you, let's just say you only want to go month to month, and, you, and you're still getting 14 gig a month. So I've got to be honest, I don't think the amazing plans stack up at yeah, all. Well, I, it was I, – I, I definitely was intrigued by that myself, and that's why I actually made a point of writing it in the story, the fact that here's how it, it – it and up high in the story, I said recharged every 28 days. I think in a lot of people's heads they think – well, 28 days, that's, that's like a month. And then I realised it's 13 times a year. So I think that – and Amazing, I think, was it was it a year ago, two years ago? That they they, they changed? went down. Yeah, they went from 30 to 28. At the time, they sort of they, – they took with one hand and gave with the other. They said, oh, here's heaps more data, yeah. cheaper price, but you're going to pay one more one more time every year now. Yeah. But look, Amazing do great customer service. They've got a good setup. So I think people will stick with them even though the, there's better deals out there because they're a bloody good telco. They're number four in the market. They're like a million customers. Well, the, I, do you remember when they first launched? They, they launched – it's been nearly seven years, you know, since I they remember launched. Clearly, it was one of my very earlier current yeah. affairs stories, and, yeah. And, and, it was, and it was the real shake-up of the market. Where, 12 what, cents a minute, 12 this? cents a text. No, but it, but it was a SIM-only plan. There was no – you yeah. didn't have to sign a contract, no phone involved, just the SIM. Everyone's yeah. going, what? what's this? <laughs> what is this witchcraft? I didn't understand what it was. And now look at it now. And what 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 I remember, I was still at the telly at the time when we did the story. It what impressed me was the fact that they explained that yeah yeah you're on a cap plan, but that plan that's the minimum you pay, not the maximum yeah. you pay. And that I remember really Rolf, the me. boss, was he was great yeah. at demonstrating. He used to draw a butterfly diagram that would show you the sweet spot, and no one would be in the sweet spot. And it was just he's a very smart bloke, and that they've done Is he very still well. There? No, he's not. He's, he's probably not. still a director or somebody, yeah, right. but he's yeah. not really involved. He's counting in his money on his yacht. Or Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I'm Pretty Beautiful. sure he just yeah. cashed out when they went public. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyway, Amazing's plans details at techguide.com.au. You already know Arlo by Netgear, the worldwide leader in smart home security and the creator of the world's first 100% wire-free weatherproof HD security camera. Now get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, pets or whoever's at the front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge chargeable batteries, night vision, and live on-demand streaming. And yes, it's still 100% wire-free and weatherproof, so you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up, so you can check in on your home or business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet, or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced... <laughs> You're an idiot. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen has just watched some video while in, in the break. Yeah, cheers, mate. Just, anyway, know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Never miss a beat with Trevor Long reading your live reads. Visit Arlo.com slash AU for more info. Arlo, the new Arlo Pro by Netgear. Every angle covered. 
So we don't talk about iBooks much, do we? The Apple iBooks store. About books to begin with, period, mate. Forget it's very iBooks. True. Like, uh, like uh, I'm, a, I'm a big reader. I love reading. Yeah, I, 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 what about I, you having a go at me? I'm just bringing up a topic. <laughs> I remember you. Star like, Wars is crap. Yeah, oh, don't be. Them, well, them, come back. Them's fighting. And New words, South Wales are loser. That's fine. Them's fighting words. But um, I remember last week you said you know you you, you and my mum would get along. You, that you like doing that stuff with. That books. was awkward when I, I said. That. I said uh, yeah. You mean reading? Yeah, you liked the books. I said yeah. That's called reading. Anyway, yeah. Apple iBooks, right? So you know they're, they're in a pretty amazing concept because they're not just eBooks, right? They're not just text and, and pictures. So there's a, a couple of blokes who've created a thing called Tuneversity, and their first iBook is now out. It's some um, seven bucks, and it's from it's it's about the song "Happy" by Pharrell Williams. Now, I spoke to Kiko Doran, one of the founders of, of the company. And it's fascinating, mate. I actually bought the book because it's the the free intro was compelling enough to me for me to go. This is interesting. So you know, first and foremost, there's videos of Pharrell in there talking about why he wrote the song, how he wrote the song. But this is not a how how the how the song came about. This is about how a strong a song is structured. It's not about how chords work. It's not about you know notes. It's about how a, a piece of music is built by a, an artist like Pharrell Williams. And mate, it's basically reverse engineering the song. When you pay the seven bucks, you get an email, it's like a subscription to a MailChimp, and then you get a reply, and it sends you two GarageBand files, which on your iPad you download. I wish I had it with me, mate, because it's fascinating to do. And you, you've then got all of the kind of, all the instruments at your fingertips from Happy and all the loops. So, doom, doom. It's just got all the stuff in there, right? <laughs> and it teaches you, page by page, it teaches you. So it shows you how beats work and in what time you should hit the hit the drums. And, and we can you can change it, you can choose it. And in the iBook you can muck around with it, but, but then you go into GarageBand and you can actually deconstruct the song or reconstruct the song. So there's actually loops of Pharrell Williams singing, beat the backing vocals. You can just listen to those on their own. Mate, you can basically become a, a DJ and mix the song together how you like. It's not it's not an education in music. And I actually spoke to them and they said, look, we paid someone to write us a book about how music works. And it was like a million pages and it was boring theory. We wanted it to be a really interactive experience. And, mate, for oh, I can imagine teenagers who are into music absolutely loving this experience. Yeah. I can imagine, I haven't given my kids yet, but I can imagine my five-year-old just loving, you know, playing the drums and, and recognising the beats from the song. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine people who are massively into music really enjoying the deconstruction of the song. So, look, it's a really cool thing. music, that's pretty cool, though. It's yeah. like looking looking right into the how the whole start-to-finish structure... Yeah, and, and and there's a video of Pharrell Williams as well talking yeah. about the song. Man, there's plenty of videos throughout and the whole book. Inspiration for that. If you're in it, that, that that that's fascinating in itself. Just to hear the background of how he came up with a song and all that. That's yeah. awesome. Man, he talks about the fact that it wasn't called Happy. It was just a beat. It was yeah. just a song. Yeah. He just came up with this amazing beat, and then he wrote the song, like wrote the lyrics. Yeah. So it's fascinating for someone that loves music. Fascinating people learning music, and just a really cool concept. Six ninety nine on the iBook store works best on an iPad. You can obviously do iBooks on a. Um, on a, on a Mac, but it's really good to have the Garage Band on an iPad yeah. and muck around with the song. Really so cool you're stuff. Literally getting your finger, getting your hands on the song and, play, and playing around with it. Around with it is really awesome. really cool. Yeah, check cool. it out. Check out the details at eftm.com.au and uh, the book is called or the the concept is called Tuneversity, and you can check it out on iBooks. You bring your wallet with you, Trevor. You got a wallet? There it is. Oh, Jesus! You got a little. Oh, that's your little card holder. 
It's a wallet. It's called a dash. But it, it, like I, I carry around a wallet as well. Notes go in there. Cards yep. go in here. And you can Very simply, compact, mate. Suits your, suit your small hands, mate. That's great. No, it's not, I'm no George Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> well, the wallet, the concept of the wallet, you, the, the last thing you describe a wallet would be smart. Would you agree with that? It's not, not a very smart product. Correct. I came across this company emailed me. They've got an Indiegogo um, uh, campaign happening at the moment. It's called the Volta Man, and this is – the world's smartest wallet. It's a smart wallet. It's got five smart functions. Oh, can please you, can tell you me. Guess what those functions of a charging wallet is one of them. For well, sure. Charging is one for sure. It's got a power. I hope that's not the only one because I got one at no. home that someone sent me. It's 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 just a thick bloody George Costanza wallet because it's yeah, got a battery. It's the in Nomad. It. It's called the Nomad. I've I've, I've tried no, that as well. No. Yeah, I've, I've reviewed the battery. That's why they got in touch with me. They said, "Oh, we knew you wrote about this wallet. Yeah. Write about this wallet." And I, it does have a power bank, so yes, tick that box so you can you can One. charge your phone on the go. It also has a distance alarm. You know when you when you're separated from your phone, and okay, your like keys. a tile thing. Yep. So if you if you've left your wallet behind and it's it's got a Bluetooth connection, you'll have an alarm to say, look, you've left your wallet behind. Is that okay. also counted as a tracker, or is that another feature? No, that's another feature. Okay, so the can all it's also got a Wi-Fi hotspot on board. What? Wi-Fi hotspot a SIM card that works it. around the world. Now, you put your own SIM card in it, Wi-Fi hotspot. Four. Okay. Yep. No, that's three. Well, the, no, the find, track find it is another Okay, one. The, well, it's got a global GPS system. So if someone steals or you lose your wallet, you can track it in real time. Because it's got a SIM card in it. Exactly right. So you can track it in real time. Okay. Now, if it is – it's actually – we're up to four now. It's actually six features it's got. The fifth feature is if your wallet is lost – you can put the wallet in lost mode. And what that does is activate the onboard camera. So when you open, when someone opens the wallet in lost mode, it takes a photo of them and sends it to your phone. So that's number five. Number six, it's got RFID protection so that if your credit cards get scanned, uh, you're protected. But... That is pretty Tell them impressive. the price, son. Uh, well, there are three different versions. So you get your card holder, which is like what you you like to use. There's a bifold as well, and there's also a travel wallet. And the, it's it's an Indiegogo project, so you can so uh, you'll pre-order. never see it. No, it's be out in November. They, they exceeded their their uh, their goal. Their yeah, so goal. did the Lily drone. Yeah, okay, but that's that's a different story. But they exceeded their 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 target in two days by five hundred percent. They went over over the top. So they're, they're on track. They're well, long uh, for the days where people just launched a product and sold yeah, it. Well, well, this is sort of less risk, isn't it? Like if people yeah, are backing exactly. it, less risk. Okay, the card holder, 100 bucks US. The bifold wallet, which I think will be the most popular, 139 US. And the travel wallet is 157 US, which I don't know if you've ever bought an expensive wallet. Are you into buying expensive wallets? They yeah, can, years they, ago. They can be expensive. Then I realise you don't need to carry a wallet anymore. There you go. But – Wallets, a normal wallet. If you want to pay like a really nice leather wallet, it could cost you a hundred bucks. But with all these features, you're paying probably an extra forty, fifty bucks. You got all these smart features. Just don't sit on it because you break it. No, wrong, wrong. It's got a special coating and constructed in such a way that a car could run over your wallet and it will still work. When 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 do you exit the reality distortion field? I can't wait. Oh, mate, I'm just looking at all of the facts on the site. And uh, if you, if you want to see, remember I was talking about the camera. Yeah. That's it there. Yeah, for people hole. at home that aren't sitting in front of Stephen's <laughs> computer, it's a tiny little hole yeah, in the top the of the card holder, uh, yeah. above the card pockets. But it's remarkable all the things it can do. Um, the Volterman 
smart wallet. It'll be out in November. Can't wait to see it on uh, in your back pocket, mate. Uh, two blokes talking tech. Check it out. Techguide.com.au. Well, Stephen, it's time for your minute reviews. And for a man who hates a touchscreen, uh, geez, you've kicked it off with a great product. <laughs> Where did I ever say I hate a touchscreen? Just I'll that. turn it over to our listeners. I'll tell you what. Tweet me. No. Does Stephen love or hate touchscreens? I love touchscreens. I just said in our previous conversations why Apple will never include a touchscreen on their laptops. Yeah, and I've said that's stupid. They should have one. Well, here's, now you're bringing me a, a product that can create a touchscreen for a laptop, That's a Mac, Mac great, included. Great segue. Mm. It's called the Air Bar, and it's available for the MacBook Air, and it's also available for PC laptops. Uh, the reason it's only available for the MacBook Air is because it's the 13.3-inch screen, and there's enough room below the screen yeah. to attach this actual Air Bar. Now, how it works, you attach the Air Bar, you line it up under the screen, it attaches with magnets, and it creates, it projects a light field in front of the screen. You love it because it's got a light field. It sounds like a it's force a light using field. the force. That's right. <laughs> and then when you're when you're touching the screen, so you're breaking the light field. It then gives you the touch screen response. So it, it, it inter- interprets your swipes and scrolls and pinches and zooms, and interprets that on the screen. Works fantastic, responsive, as if you're touching a screen made. To, to be a touchscreen, like as if it's that's what it was designed to be. So if you're a Mac user with a MacBook Air and you're thinking, I'd love it to be a touchscreen, you can buy the Air Bar, 149 bucks, and it will work with your MacBook Air. Also, will work with there's a 13.3 inch, 14 inch, and 15.6 inch versions for PCs. So I know some PCs already have touchscreens, but others don't. Most. So uh, you can the majority. also make your display because it's touchscreen. The USB goes on the right-hand side, so you just connect it to a USB port, then you download the firmware, and it you, like, literally it takes two minutes. And you, you, I, I had our – it's actually my wife's MacBook Air. Turned that into a touchscreen in a minute. And uh, while there was uh, – it was easy to do, using a screen designed – using a screen that's not designed to be a touchscreen, there are some some challenges where, like, for example, if you want to – you know, on, on the Mac when you want to – close the window down, you hit the little red button on the corner. That's so small that it's not designed for it to you to hit your finger. So there will be some times where you do need to use your mouse or your, or your trackpad. But in terms well, of scrolling I, screens, exactly, and all that, I for scrolling and stuff, documents and, and swiping on photos, like you can zoom in and out on maps and twist the maps around. It is really handy and works really well. Like you'll be surprised. You'll you'll be thinking, wow, this this is it's, I've got a touchscreen now. It works really well. The air bar is uh, and the pricing, which I'll go through in a sec, is 149 for the MacBook Air. And then the Windows versions, you've got 13, 13.3, 14, and 15, and the prices are all $119 for Windows. Unbelievable. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Finally, the mother of all TVs, um, yeah. LG OLED. This is this is was it was hard to give this one back. Like when they asked for, it, I said, "Really, you want it back?" I thought I thought I could hang on to it a little bit longer, but no, I had to I had to. I actually had to get someone to help me pack it away because it was it's it's just a sheet of glass coming. Have you ever seen? Have yeah. you ever unpacked it? Yeah, it, it's it's dangerous as hell. You got to really be careful. I, I said to, I said, "Look, I'd like someone just to help me, just in case I uh, the, I've got a witness if I break it. I just want to make sure that I've got all the help I can get to, to mm. put it back." But anyway, uh, not many people. People, when they get this, the LG G7 yeah, exactly. OLED are going to pack it up again because this is a brilliant television. And and 
I made the comment in my story that you can just sit there and look at it and just admire it. Even It looks good even without the TV being turned on. It's remarkable. So it, the, the screen is 2.57 millimetres. There's a glass panel, like a backing panel, to give it some structural integrity. Yeah, it's essentially the W Series wallpaper, but with, yeah, a, permanent, with, glass. with a permanent glass. Exactly picture. right. So it's got the base as well, which has got Dolby Atmos as well. Yeah. Uh, it's got... The it's got it's Dolby got the HDR, too, doesn't it? No, 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 no they push it. No, yeah, no, sorry. it's got Dolby HDR, Dolby Vision HDR can produce a billion colours, and with with which the, I've I've been looking at my gun feels like it's only half a billion. You think so? Okay, good. <laughs> you just interrupted my flow a little bit, then, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> no, but look, I think. When what I really like, no, about if this the was one of those shows where it was scripted and you edited it, then we could just fix that. Yeah, but that's, that's not exactly how we right. roll. No, man. that's exactly not how we roll. But with this TV, I tested it. I was watching movies on it. I was watching sport on it too. Sport. This has a one millisecond response time. It's re- so the screen judder. Forget it. You're going to see everything so smooth. And being OLED, it, the blacks are just going to knock you out. The colours are so bright and rich. And the Dolby Atmos content, so there's Dolby Atmos on the 4K movies I was watching, but now through Netflix, you can have Dolby Atmos. I watched that for the first movie on Netflix to have Dolby Atmos was a movie called Okja, which was, uh, I think, Korean film. Uh, and an Aussie actor, actually, Daniel Henschel, that I interviewed for another story on my site this week, he's in that movie. It's a Dolby Atmos, so you've got 4K, you got HDR and Dolby Atmos on Netflix that you can enjoy through the LG G7, and it was phenomenal. The home viewing experience, home television viewing experience. And it's only $1,500. No, I, <laughs> I, I wish. But no, look, the, the RRP is $9,099. And that is ridiculously good considering that that's well, the, it's the you, best. You look at the QLED Samsungs, they're, they're that price. But in, in store, I've seen it in Harvey Norman, I think it's $7,800 i have seen it for. Seventy-eight ninety-five. I've seen it at Harvey Norman. I've seen it as low as that. Mm. So I think pound for pound, what you get, picture quality, design that'll knock your knock your socks off because it's just beautiful bit of glass just sitting there. Tremendous color, great sound as well. You got a soundbar built in Dolby Atmos as well. Uh, I, I think it's 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 the if I if there's a better TV on the market, I haven't seen it. No, yet. and I, look, I think that we, obviously it compares to the W series wallpaper because it's the same TV, yep. just deconstructed. Yep. Um, but I'm with you, mate. I, I'm, I'm I think Samsung do a great TV with the QLED, but I'm sorry, it's not an OLED. OLED just just has that just has that edge. It's got the edge, the the better blacks, the colours just tremendous. And, and and just beautifully designed as well. Like we're mm. not having a backlight really opens up your design options because mm. the, you can create these really thin and beautiful TVs, and that's exactly what LG's done with the G7. Check it out. The LG G7 OLED is at techguide.com.au, and it's not in the building anymore because they took it home. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. That's a wrap. And um, it's been a pleasure coming down to this neck of the woods, so I'll go and uh, clear immigration and get back home. Um, <laughs> You're just going to make curfew, mate. You'll just make it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get milk on the way home. How am I going to remember that? How am I going to remember that? When you go past a petrol station, when you're craving for your Mars bar, then make sure you get milk with it. You know me so well. There you go. <laughs> there you go, mate. Easy, easy peasy. <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech, uh, we'll be back again next week. Yeah, we've got a fair bit coming up over the next couple of months. So, um, Not we'll, next we'll, Wednesday night. I've got something on next Wednesday night. I okay. Can't, I can't make oh, it next week. Oh, cheers, mate. No worries. Yeah, yeah whatever. I'm going to see Cut Copy in concert. What the hell's that? Cut Copy. It's an Aussie band. They're great. 
Me and my daughter are going. My daughter, my 22-year-old daughter and I are going to a concert together. How embarrassed is she going to be? No, well, I, I shouted. Dad, sit down. <laughs> Dad. I think, I think we're in the mosh pit anyway, so we don't have to sit down. Oh, my God, that's even worse. Dad, you go back there. I'll be up there. I'll meet you at that that exit no, door no, at the no, end. No, not at all, mate. Not at all. You're going to stand with her, are you? Of course we are. I've been, that's not the first concert I've been in. In a mosh pit? Probably. That's not a yes. That's well, not a yes. Well, mate, it's it's general admission, so I don't know how we're going to I want to see Insta story updates throughout the concert that proves you sure. stayed with her selfie, throughout. Selfie with my daughter. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure yeah, thing, yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not the first concert we've been to together. We we went to see Hall and Oates together yeah. as well. Well, do you know, and, and I know you hate when you don't do things that I do, but <laughs> when, we, when we talk next week, I will have been to the factory where they make the LG OLED TVs. Is that right? I'm out of my skin with excitement. I can't wait to see it. Down to Korea. Yep. Yeah. On a day, Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. Good on you. So are you doing the podcast from there, or are you? No, gonna, I'll be back. I'm be back. coming back on okay, Wednesday. Good so on you, I'll be back. That's good. Can't wait to see where that G7 so was see made. That made in Korea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good Korea move. <laughs> <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. Thanks to High Sense and Netgear. We're back again next week for three oh eight. 